Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, and I'm here, joined in the lodge in the Wash Media Studios by none other than Phil Battaglia. What's up, Phil? Hey, man. How's it going? Happy Inauguration Day. Yeah, same. Did you, uh, did you, did you catch the flick earlier I did. today? I did. Were you, were you nervous at all? You know, I was surprisingly not. What makes me nervous, and I, I left before they did any of this. I don't know if they actually are. What makes me nervous is the walk down the street. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Are they doing that? I don't know. Yeah. There's they a parade. They had the band there's, queued there's, up. And right. Everything. Right. I, the parade's later today, right? Or is that was that about to happen? I don't know. I, John Legend was supposed to do something. I saw it on Chrissy Teigen's Instagram yesterday, and I just and then but then. He didn't pop up to do uh, to do one of the songs there at the the podium, so I, I don't know what he's, that would have been nice. What he's queued up to do, but um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a sight. I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan, yeah, big big Gaga guy. Uh-huh. So I was very, I loved seeing her. Thought she looked great, great voice, um, nice rendition, nice classic rendition of uh, the Star Spangled Banner. But then I gotta I gotta throw some shouts to J Lo too because J Lo she had the easier song. That's the it's more melodic. I feel like it's easier to kind of to to really you know, the Star the 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 national anthem is a tough song. Yeah. Many people have tried and failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> uh notably uh Fergie and um <sighs> also possibly Roseanne or maybe that was the maybe Roseanne did the uh 7th inning stretch at the Cubs game one time. I don't know, it was bad either way. Um but I was just J Lo came out there and just belted, man. She was great. I and you, she's such a performer. She's such a dancer. She's yeah. in, a, she, you know, triple threat. She's the, she's an actor. She's a, she's everything, right? And so when she gets up there and like reminds you that she also has a really really good voice, I was just kind of like, oh shoot, that's it. It's dope. I always question if she's lip singing. So right, because I feel like she is at something like the Super Bowl halftime show. But there's no, there's no way they had her up there lip syncing. Right, you wouldn't they, think. No, absolutely not. No way. Not, not a chance. Okay. Well, then she, she, man, very, very nice. Yes, yes. Did a great job. Yeah. A Rod was there. Um. Now the uh, turns out the husband of Kamala Harris's niece, he tried to steal the show today. Did you see this? Was he in the Jays? He was in the Jays. <laughs> he he uh he showed up in a big flex here. He wore his Dior Jordan ones to the inauguration. Damn. <laughs> wow. Um and at, at one point when Klobuchar was like emceeing or or saying something and people were walking down the steps, you could just see yeah. this get that Jordan ones start right behind her shoulder, right over her shoulder, just start coming down the steps. The kids' jackets are incredible. Yeah. So this is this is a uh whole yeah, there's the uh there's a little screen grab of <laughs> coming down the wow. steps. Um, and yeah, so here's the Bobby Hundreds asked Mina Harris on Twitter, is Nick wearing Dior ones? And her response, yes, shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's tweeting at the inauguration? I, I guess so. 10.50 a.m., January 20th, 2021. The, I, one of the other, I, I mean, not only are people sitting there tweeting, but like the news sites, you know, they have like Congress, Congress people, congressmen and women, like they're on the phone. They're there at the inauguration. You can hear the band going in the background. So, like, when they have these people dial in to, to chat with them, I guess they're just sitting there on their cell phones right there in the – I don't know. In the stands, Maybe in the they, rafters. They forward it. Um, but, yeah, so um, let's see. Uh, I, I, Nick Ajagu is the head of global partnerships at Facebook. 
imagine that's a pretty lucrative gig. Oh, the dude that was in the The shoes. dude in the Dior's, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And was the founder of Barrel and Ink and Code and Canvas. I know of neither of those two things. But uh-huh. uh, head of global partnerships at Facebook, that seems like a big deal. And uh, Mina Harris is an attorney and recently released her first children's book. So whole fam just doing all sorts of, of creative things. And uh, and they looked great at the inauguration. Lot, everybody looked great at the inauguration. Yeah. Uh, n- another one that I wanted to, to call out here was uh, Michelle Obama, who was wearing a Sergio, Hud- Sergio Hudson suit. She has always been very committed to wearing American designers, mm-hmm. specifically up-and-coming ones. So I thought that that was, uh, that was pretty cool of her. And then all the dudes, uh, I don't know if you noticed this or if you can even believe it, but they all wore suits. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> hey, not Garth. Uh, no, not what? What, what was he Garth? He was in starched Wranglers. <laughs> I, now, uh, Garth, I was a little surprised to see. Yeah, but I thought he was. I thought it was good. They could have plugged in John Legend right there, Garth right did. there. Yeah, no, but it was good to have Garth. Because yeah, he probably, was good. Well, and you probably don't think of Garth as like a. I, I don't know. He he doesn't stand out to me as like a super liberal celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I don't know, but. I thought it was good to have him have a little have a little country western thrown in there. Yeah, he did a good job. You know, just kind of to cover your bases, keep the keep the range broad. And it was interactive. He had you sing with him. Th- that Were is you correct. Singing at That's home? correct. I I did not sing along. What? No, I did a little hum. Okay. <laughs> Which is what the people in the stand seemed to uh, seem to do as they well. They cut to Lady Gaga during that verse, and I don't think she was muttering a, a word. No, no. I, that yeah. Nobody wanted to do that. It, so the, the the other thing you got to remember, this is all happening um on January 20th on the East Coast. It's got to be cold as shit there. Yeah. There was little flurries. Right. So I you know I that actually made me wonder. We got old guy Biden up there. He's got to give his big speech. You think he is just like like gloved up in some thermals under there because the last thing you want to be is cold. That's that's the one thing you cannot be. And when you get your mouth cold too, it's hard to, you know, do a the biggest speech of your life. Right. So how you I was how how's how's he tackling that? How about Bernie? Did you see Bernie? Bernie was wearing the meme jacket. <laughs> Literally the same jacket as from the meme. So that was a nice that might have been an even bigger flex than the Dior ones. Bernie looked like he rolled right out of bed. <laughs> that's how he always looks. Yeah. <laughs> um now on the flip side, our exiting first lady who was not there. Did you see her outfit for today? No. Let me see if I can pull it up. But uh, she went, she has been known to convey messages, subtle or otherwise, um, through her clothing choices. Mm -hmm. And today her choices said, I'm still super rich. I'm going to be just fine. (laughs) Please pull it up. Um, Let's see. I'll I'll describe it while I'm okay while I'm looking for a photo here. But she was in a Dolce and Gabbana dress, a Chanel jacket, and uh, Louboutin heels, and then to top it all off, a fifty thousand dollar Birkin bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's she's uh, she's one of us. She's just one of us. She's just a just a woman of the people. Um, and it was look, Melania always looks great. Yeah. You cannot take that away from her, and she slayed this outfit too. It was just very, uh, it felt it was all black, and it just you could just feel that this was you know this was a 
It was a somber day for the Trumps. It was, uh, you know, this outfit was saying something. Randy, is our internet falling apart today? What the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm having trouble put, doing anything here. That's all right. We can skip her. Yeah. I yeah yeah. How many people are watching on YouTube anyway? Can't be more than a 50, lot. Can't be more than fifty thousand. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Fun stuff at the inauguration today. All glad that it went off without a hitch. You, you, the, the thing is, look, we just got through four years of the most divisive president in history, and nothing bad ever happened to him. So you, so there's no that for for me that was like, okay, so they're gonna be fine. Nothing, nothing's gonna happen. Oh, you mean at the inauguration? Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. any hijinks or any any maliciousness or or um, acts of bad faith, foul play. <laughs> assassination attempts. <laughs> hey, you know I, I mean? don't like, know, they don't, dude. they don't happen anymore. We, when was the last time there was an assassination attempt? When was the last time people stormed the Capitol and tried to take hostages? I, I know, I know, but 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 I'm just saying, like it, these it's, people are crazy. Can you just imagine how hard it would be to plan yeah, something like this? Yeah, 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 totally. But we we just I I, I just uh, th- there's a thing that uh, that that Shopify. Is through or Facebook all combined? I don't know. They're they're all they're all interconnected at this point. Well, now, and this is something I've wondered, by the way, if you get targeted on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, but then you don't click that link, but then you end up going to buy that product anyway, either online or in store. Do they know that? Can mm-hmm. they document it? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is yes, they can. Ah. In fact. They now have a way through like geolocation or whatever, whatever it may be, where if you get served on Facebook or on Instagram and then you go in store and you shop that brand, they know. Man. They can track that. Wasn't Laura uh, looking into this? Um, Trying her way around it? Well, I was joking. I was joking about how, how she'll get targeted on Instagram by stuff. Yeah. But then to like make herself feel better, just goes through regular internet to to shop the product. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't go, doesn't do the shop now. Uh-huh. Like click the link, buy through Instagram. Right. They definitely, but they, they know it counts. They that know. counts. Yeah, they know through the cookies. <laughs> that's what those cookies. It's the, do. That's that is what the cookies are doing. Okay. Um, yeah. Just one last thing: the suits. I feel politics truly the last bastion of like classic menswear suiting. Must wear a suit. Must wear a suit, mm-hmm. no matter what. I think, and I don't think that'll ever change. And I think it truly might be the, the the final industry where that is like the total norm. Yeah. I mean, you've got like big law and and banking and finance, where it's still pretty, it, where it's still like the the norm. I think, but but even guys that I know that are lawyers like definitely don't have to do it every day. Right. It's more of a thing where like if you're in a presentation or you're meeting with clients or it, it's it's yeah. it's an event then you do it. But other than that, you're like down to trousers and a dress shirt, slacks and a dress shirt, something like that. So I always wondered on the office, why did they always have them in suits? Great question. That paper that, salesman in suits every day? Yeah. Yeah. I never got Sa- that. salesman definitely not in suits like that anymore. <laughs> but I think it would the show work the same if everybody was like in no, sloppy business you're casual? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um now Andy, he just chooses to dress like that. Yeah. He's just a wasp. Through <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. yeah. So all right, what do we got on the docket today? 
I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, just to kind of follow suit from Michelle Obama, I wanted to talk about some up-and-coming designers that I'm paying attention to. One of them is American, two of them are European. And then I kind of spin that off into a talk about brand life cycle. I've recently had questions from listeners, basically to give thoughts on Everlane and on Bonobos, which are two brands that we've kind of spoken about mm-hmm. semi-regularly in the past, especially as like options for for kind of that like, you know, mid to lower uh, price tier where you can find solid basics, that type of thing. Um, but uh, But they've both gone through you know through their paces and bonobos is owned by walmart now everlane has taken on a bunch of bunch of venture capital and has been in the news for the wrong reasons at, at various points and i just want to talk a little bit about brand life cycle uh and then finally we'll wrap it up that, that, uh, with uh with talk about some of the biggest shows of the mid to late 90s friends in seinfeld yes which have kind of made a resurgence over the last few years as 90s trends picked back up mm-hmm. and are now a bit of uh you know sources of style inspiration for the youths the and youths. for everybody uh so we'll talk about how, how that's been interesting for for guys like you and me that are very familiar with those shows um and kind of uh what you know just what we're what we're seeing there as far as as far as those trends uh but first let's take a break and hear from a sponsor <laughs> Phil, even though it's 2021, we've moved on from 2020, things can still get dicey, still get stressful. And even in the new year, it's hard to start a new routine. But if you're one of the 34% of Americans who made a resolution to be less stressed, I've got a big fix for you because Headspace is here to help. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. What else? You need some help falling asleep. Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Get the kit. You got to start them young with this meditation stuff. It's right. It's not new agey anymore. It's just flat-out helpful. Everybody could benefit from it. That's my favorite thing about this app. Whatever it is that you have going on, whatever it is that you may need, whether it's just a little bit of time, a few moments to yourself to decompress, or a little bit of help falling asleep, or maybe just some new uh, some new workout inspiration, Headspace has it all, man. They've got so many different things. They're backed by 25 published studies on the benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads, 60 million and one, including mine. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you, on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting around. We're all working from home. It's easier than ever now. So I like to just right before lunch, maybe, mm-hmm. put up the Headspace app. Pull it up. It's very, very easy. Take a few quick moments. Get on one of these little, just these little short little meditations. Clear your head. Anytime that you can find, it's the right time. Because you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So, go to headspace.com slash clubcool. That's headspace.com slash clubcool for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. You get the whole library. You can check it all out, see what kind of floats your boat, what works for you, what's going to make you feel better. Best, Best deal offered. Go to headspace.com slash clubcool. Start feeling better. Start feeling less stressed. Do it today. 
right now. It's very easy. Headspace.com slash club cool. Okay, Phil, um, do a little brand, little brand talk first. Uh, it's been, been a month or two since I've highlighted a few brands that I am, uh, really feeling right now that are, that are kind of out of our, our ordinary realm of conversation. Um, so the first one I'll, I'll, start with our, with, with our American friends. Um, this brand is called BTFL studio. I'm not totally sure if it's supposed to be pronounced beautiful or if I it, was about or, to ask, what does it stand or for? Or if you just say BTFL or if it stands for something, I'm not, I'm not actually totally sure. Um, uh, there's a really good mix here. The, the brands that are a little bit more well-known that I might compare it to or might call it a blend of is uh, it's a little double RL. You get some of this like the kind of Serape and the uh, Native American um, kind of tribal inspired patchwork and design. Um, but it's also you get a little workwear, get a little um, kind of hiking element, which is more Reese Cooper. Uh, and then it also feels uh, a little bit like um, what's the other brand that I called? Oh, Bare Knuckles, which is another American brand that um, that that feels like a mix of like streetwear, workwear, and Western. So there's all sorts of stuff. You know, there's there's uh, the really classic jackets and jeans um, and flannels, and then you have like kind of a little more more modern stuff, like super cropped, uh, brightly colored denim jackets, uh, very cool hoodies, super heavy uh, cable knit fisherman sweaters. So it's just kind of all over the place. They're based out of Los Angeles. Uh, their current collection is all 50% off right now. And the only reason that I haven't made a purchase is because um, I am trying to make it to next month before spending any more money on clothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is something that we've been talking about in the Discord. People are doing dry January, but for uh, shopping. Uh, it's it, got to be tough for you. Last year we talked about, uh, uh, you know, about my aversion to dry January. So I have not partaken this year. Are you partaking this year? I'm not. That's okay. the wine game has really screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think my my point last year about dry January is that you should do dry February. It's a shorter month, and right. and, and it's more of to me February is more of the fresher start. Mm. January you're still hungover from the holidays. You're still feeling. I, I don't know. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and who wants to start dry January the day after New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah. You need a little you bit more time. You need a little hair of the dog that day. Yes. So you're screwed out of the gate. So I, I like dry February uh, in general for for both of these these um you know these freezes. So we'll see. I might try to do dry dry shopping February. No promises though. Well, you're almost <laughs> there. Have you not bought anything this month? No, no, no. I I, I have. That's what I'm saying. I have. I, I'm looking for a little space yeah just making sure that i you know to not go crazy to not go crazy yeah so if i do if i do pick up something from btfl it'll be at the end of this month and then i'm and and it'll lead me in it'll be my final purchase i see before dry february, dry february. the liner jacket is really cool uh the one that they have mm-hmm. yeah yeah they've, they've got a bunch of really cool stuff uh and this is a you I mean you can just tell by their website it's like it's new. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's um the the product offering is very limited. It's not uh it's not super polished or, or or fully fleshed out, and there's a lot of empty space. And you can just tell the difference between like a website that is 
you know, of a brand that is really humming Mm -hmm. and has been for multiple years Mm -hmm. and one that is just kind of like bootstrapping themselves. Right. Um, So give them a check out. (laughs) Give them give them a look. Check them out. (laughs) Give them a check out. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, their spring collection and and continuing to, to pay attention to them. And now I've got two Euro brands to talk about. Uh, one is Sefer. Sefer. I think I'm saying that right. Randy, look, he's got only four tabs open. Now that's on just on this window. Oh, okay. that's the on, other one has what? Like I've got, 85? I've got two other windows. Yeah. Here's the one. Look, Here's there it one. is. Look at that. <laughs> Madness. Two GQ tabs I saw in that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a problem. I need to, need to clear it up. So when you do your next headspace reset, that yeah, headspace needs one for, address the tabs to address the address the tabs. That's exactly right. Yeah, um, to convince me it's okay, I will be able to make it back to that website <laughs> should I close out the tab. I feel you though, because you're like, am I going to forget exactly where I was at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got I've got some some tabs up. Um, so Sefer is a Swedish brand. Mm. And it looks like it's it's kind of counterparts in our legacy in Acne Studios, um, but it has a little bit more of that like seventies, almost like uh, urban cowboy kind of westernness to it. With the uh, they're styling a lot with the boots, a straighter leg, kind of stonewashed jean, and then you're seeing a lot of big collars here too. But I like the cut. But I li- I I just really I think they've Sefer has found a really nice middle ground with these cuts. And that everything looks not too slim, but not all the way into like the oversized, drop shoulder, baggy, super boxy territory. Looks intentional. It's very intentional. Yeah. Um, so I don't own anything from this brand, but uh, I've looked at a lot of stuff on either Mr. Porter or Matches or maybe both, and it's definitely one that that I'm 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 here for and and, and on, uh, and just you know. Nothing too crazy. Great color palette. Very easy to kind of to to work into to whatever you've already got going on. And this last one that I've got up is Sunflower, a Danish brand. And I first noticed them for specifically uh, the the denim. I think Trebian was carrying a bunch of their denim, and it's it's again it's like a more it's this it's this more current a lot of straight leg look let's see some denim give me some denim sunflower um but then i was also a big fan of of their just kind of classic knitwear Mm -hmm. that's something i've been on the hunt for this year is is like is just like solid crew neck sweaters yeah but i want a thicker gauge Mm -hmm. and then i don't want scratchy wool yeah Uh, so it needs to be some type of either virgin wool or merino or cashmere or cotton blend and a thicker sweater, and it has been really hard to find this. I've not found anything. I I, I didn't didn't buy one this winter because I really couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. Uh, but this moon sweater from Sunflower is is one that I I've kind of been paying attention to because it looks it looks like that thickness that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you caught my our Instagram stories last night when I was kind of asking about some stuff where that it's like time to let go or should you stash it for its next go round. And uh, I, I posted about some tailored cardigans. Yeah, what'd you get? Have, what was the result on that? That I still have sitting around. Um, that one was the most split. That one was like almost 50-50, but I think it it leaned towards the sell. And it's just like, I still like I still like these yeah. things, 
but they're very thin. They're the they're a finer fabric than is popular right now. And for so long, we were cutting our armholes high to go with like slimmer fitting mm-hmm. button ups mm-hmm. and t shirts. And so now I'll like put on a t shirt that I think is very standard for our current era. And then I'll like grab one of those and it like doesn't fit over the sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. It's all bunched <laughs> up in there. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. So that, that, that's the issue there is that, is that especially with like with cardigans, like we've gone towards the thicker wool, slouchier looks. Yeah. To accommodate our looser fitting tops. And so some of my crew neck sweaters kind of fall into that category too, where they're, they're pretty tailored, a, a finer fabric and they're just, they're, they're, they're not as conducive to your underlayers and pant and pant legs that aren't pretty slim. Yeah. So sunflower, good option for these potentially. What's the conversion on the uh the conversion currency. is I think it's I think it's like to to What are those? DKK. It's like a Danish a Danish uh, crude up? No. Uh, a Danish <laughs> Man, a crone. A crone. I was going to say, if you know that off the top of the dome, I'm impressed. So one Danish crone cents. Okay. gets you 16 cents. So put in 4,000 because that's what that. What was 4,000? A jacket? I think that the, the uh, sweatshirt was. No. No way. It wasn't 1,400. 1,400. 4,000. There you go. 227 for yeah. the sunflower wool moon sweater. But yeah, um, so that's what I'm paying attention to right now. Those are my little, my little just like sussing yeah, them yeah. out, paying attention yeah. to the to where they're being carried, and um, if I if I see one of these garments on 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 decent with a decent return policy and at a price that I'm I'm angling for, I'll have to pick something up. When I met Perry Farrell, or Farrell, I don't know how you say his last name, lead singer of Jane's Addiction. I think it's Farrell. Yeah. He would look not to be confused with Pharrell. Okay, <laughs> identical look as these guys on the Sefer page. Mm. Same look, one hundred percent from top to bottom. Boots, everything. Yeah, and he looked fucking great. Yeah, it's and that makes sense. It's kind of like a it's like a more like we had our our more modern rock star wear it was mm-hmm. like the Eddie Slimane SLP, you know Saint Laurent Gucci stuff, right? Tight jeans. Heeled Chelsea boots, leather jackets, but the mo- the one that I feel like is a little bit more hedges a little bit more towards kind of like that seventies and eighties and classic rock is this kind of thing mm-hmm. with like li- just a like a slightly more like Western West Coast Western boots are a little bit more Western jeans are are slim, cut with no break, but have a little bit of room at the bottom. And then the shirts are like kind of silky and a little looser with bigger collars. And then top it off with huge your, collars, with your choice of of rock star jewelry, basically. Yeah, yeah. Was he wearing a hat? No, no hat. No hat. Mm-mm. Okay, he wasn't wearing a cowboy hat. He didn't have a Nick Fouquet going on. No, he wasn't wearing a uh, a, a bean top. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, looking through these brands. The ones that I just mentioned, yeah. and then thinking about the questions that I received about Bonobos and Everlane, it it's it's really interesting because it got me thinking about when is when is the best time to be following and buying from a brand. And so, 
I, I'll use this BTFL one as as an example because in their current state, they they remind me of like, and and I don't mean this stylistically, but just from from the stage that they're in, they they it feels more like John Elliott, like 2014, mm-hmm. basically, where they are beholden to no one but themselves. They are doing ex- they are making exclusively the products that they want their supply chain is like almost exclusively usa made because they don't have to make that many garments the prices reflect that but i i bet and i obviously i can't speak to this just yet but my guess is that the quality of those products is excellent yeah for the price that you're paying there and the you and the pretty much entirely us made Kind of like our friends over at Uniform LA. Yeah, exactly. Uniform is another gr- a great example where the stage that they're in right now, like the only thing that they are worried about doing is making the best possible product, offering you the best possible price, yeah. and continuing their evolution as a brand. But then we get into these middle to late stages where brands like John Elliott and Ime are. And not only are they far more popular, so they're having to make far more products, but there's a good chance that they've taken on venture capital as well. So now they're not just worried about product and consumer and 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 that type of stuff, but they're worrying about growth of the brand. And so they need to start worrying more about margins and price points and economies of scale. And, well, we can't produce you know, 2,000 units of this piece here for the right price, so we're going to have to move it overseas. And then you're not over there doing all the right, the same QCs. And not only that, but like you're far more worried about marketing because you have to hit growth targets. And so the QC slips under. And it's like everything about a brand kind of kind of in between like <laughs> BTFL or Uniform and Ralph Lauren, that's a really tough spot to be in because you're not big enough to where you can accommodate like a massive team. Yeah. But – you're still under that same type of pressure. Now you're not, you know, you're, you're not publicly publicly traded, so you don't have a stock price to worry about. But you're, but you're worried about keeping the lights on as well as like making your business explode. Mm-hmm. And when you start getting more worried about the, when you have to start worrying more about the business than you do about the product, that's a bad spot to be in. And so uh, to relate this to to the other two brands that I mentioned, Everlane and Bonobos, Bonobos sold out five years ago now. They just said, okay, we're out. And Walmart bought them for several hundred million dollars. And so Walmart at this point, look, I'm sure that there are still great people working hard at Bonobos, but they're answering to people at Walmart, essentially. Mm -hmm. The guys with the checkbooks... And the Excel accounting spreadsheets, they're they're beholden to Walmart. So they they don't I guarantee you that there are not meetings with those types of people with the with the number crunchers where they're like, Oh yeah, definitely. It's okay if we're not making the right margin on this piece, because what we really care about is that this is a great piece of clothing. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. No, they're saying, no, how many of these can we sell? And what do we have to do to get it at this margin? And that's it. And so I've I, I've heard recently from people that have have gotten in some recent bonobo stuff that the quality is just it's not it's not up to snuff. Do they have like store in store stuff at Walmart bonobos? I don't think so. 
I, I think if, for all for all intents and purposes, Walmart is just like the corporate overlord. Yeah, and they have let Bonobos continue to operate as if Bonobos was not owned by Walmart, but of course they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I've not shopped Bonobos in in quite a while. The last piece that I the, the last thing that I got from them was denim when I was on my big denim for boots hunt. Yeah, and they're okay, but they're nothing to write home about like quality or wash or construction wise like they worked for what i needed them to work for and that's that's the extent of like my willingness to gush about them positively you know what i mean yeah and so we saw the same stuff with j crew right like as they as they went through all this uh tumult and were laying people off and hemorrhaging money every year uh, like they tried to get back to basics and really what that was is like they were started shorting quality. Um, and Everlane is no different. Uh, now some of the stuff that was, that was negative about Everlane extended far beyond product. It was about them not, you know, respecting employees and, and not offering the right benefits. And, uh, when the pandemic kind of started, crunching them uh, financially like they furloughed basically all their retail employees first and so they it's just you know there was some stuff about uh you know about lack of diversity and hiring practices Mm -hmm. and and the uh black people and people of color being overlooked and like promotions like all the stuff that we were very used to hearing and so i i'm not by no means am excusing any of that behavior but only to say it's it's rampant when these types of companies take on hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital and then are focused on nothing but the growth in the bottom line. Yeah. Because that, you know, and it's important, it's very important for all of these people and anybody that that has a fledgling business to remember this type of stuff as you go forward is that like consumers are more aware and more conscious about that stuff than ever before. Mm-hmm. So it's very important mm-hmm. to manage your books and make good product and also have somebody here on top of of making sure that 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 you're not being a racist basically mm-hmm. and that you're including people of of all walks of life and of 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 all backgrounds and creeds and ethnicities and and that your practices in in hiring and promotion and promoting and all of that are like are 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 solid and good and 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 respectable and um you know not like basically continuing in any type of uh of systemic oppression. And so the thing about Everlane, it it was one of those like direct-to-consumer, millennial-focused brands, millennial-targeted brands that was like, we're revolutionizing the industry. <laughs> yeah, Here's basics delivered at a much better price, shipped right to your door. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. It was, you, you know, we always talk about the Warby Parker of blank. Yeah. They were the War- Warby Parker of, of basics. But then, like, what you know, what the, their whole radical transparency thing, right? Here's what it costs to make us this garment, to make this garment. Here's what we're charging you for it, and and you can see exactly how much money we're making when you buy this piece of clothing. And it's like they had their little pick your price sales. They still do this when they when stuff goes on sale. You can pick whether you basically take like fifteen percent off, or twenty five percent off, or thirty percent off. Uh, what? Yeah. And it was this is very it was you know this whole thing about like 
if you take 10% off, we have enough, we make enough money to cover this, this, and this. Oh. Take 20% off, and we're only covering this. Take 30% off, and we're only covering basically like the cost of the garment. But it's where we lose But hey, on. go ahead. If you yeah. really need that 30% <laughs> off, you bastard. So it was really, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, a lot of interesting and kind of like newfangled tactics that they were coming up with. Which is which is part of what's led to people kind of criticizing Everlane at this point as more of a marketing company than a maker of quality clothing, mm-hmm. and and this stuff just gets exacerbated and worse as as oh the D, the direct consumer company that was like trimming all the overhead because they were just shipping the stuff directly to you. Well, now they have stores in San Francisco and Austin on South Congress. I wonder how much the rent is there. <laughs> like, right? Like now they're just operating yeah. like a regular business that's after exponential growth year over year because they got to go to a stockholder meeting and an investor meeting and like show you a graph with a line going up. And so it, it's not... It, it, the last time that I walked into the Everlane on South Congress, I didn't walk out with anything. The, the clothes are are they're okay, but they are they you're, it's not some like amazing bang for your buck at this point. I have a couple of t-shirts that I like from them, and that's about as far as it goes. Like, it, it I'm I'm not unwilling to to give new product from them a shot, but the you know the kind of the 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 uh, the negative things that people have to say about them aren't inaccurate, and you—it's it, just a company where that you can tell, like, the important thing for them right now is not making the best possible product at the best possible price for the consumer. Mm-hmm. It's churning out product, selling units, and making money so that they can keep, they can keep growing and investors don't pull out. I think it's so hard to find these companies that that don't, when presented with that that option, don't take it right exactly because he, right i mean yeah you're a business owner right you gotta you want to make more money who doesn't want to make more money your goals change you, yeah the the more and more you grow and so you know then we'll, we'll we go back into the contemporary brands that we love like john elliott and, and ald like yeah they make more product than ever overseas now the prices continue to rise even though the quality may actually decrease in some spots because they're not able to do the same type of quality check and the same type of uh, consistency control and and all of the above, and it's just like it. So it's that that's part of why brand discovery to bring it all back is is so fun. Is because when you get in on a brand like Uniform or BTFL right now, mm-hmm. this is like this is like the gold. This is the golden times for them because what they're most focused on. Is like being innovative and creating cool product and like doing cool stuff, style, fashion, clothing wise. They're trying to prove themselves. They're trying to prove exactly, exactly. So it's it's um, you know it's it's it, it's it's honestly it's a lot worse than the music thing where you're like I was early on this band, <laughs> and now they're mainstream. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like they're that. Artists are still allowed to make the music that they want, and that doesn't really change much. It just the good shit probably doesn't get played as often, maybe, right? Um, and 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 maybe maybe the artist changes with the money, but it's not so. It's like a it's like a less direct impetus to change your focus, less in the quality, R- right? Right. Like just when when an artist blows up and becomes ultra popular, 
there's no there there's not like an actual reason for them to stop making great music of great quality. Yeah. Right. Right. With with the clothing, there is like a reason to like cut corners and reduce and reduce your costs so that your margins go up. Mm-hmm. Like that that type of thing. So it's just it's 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 all very interesting and it's a very very tough balancing act for these brands once they do start climbing that hill and finding the growth to make it all the way to being like, you know, an all-time sustainable clothing line like mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren. Like Ralph Lauren. Yeah. And that's why there really aren't that many others in that same sentence as Ralph Lauren. Right? Seriously. Highest quality. Huge numbers. A bunch of different avenues to do different things. Like they they they, they and even they struggle occasionally. I don't think they're profitable every quarter. So Yeah. And but you know, he has I guess that when you get that huge you have these different entry levels for the lower tier. Yeah. Um lower tier entry levels for lower tier products that aren't as made well as double RL or black label, purple label. Right. And I, I mean I've even read that you know, like where Polo is making their money is at the outlet. Really? Yeah. The stuff that's made for the outlet. Yeah. I used to work there. Yeah. Where they uh the, the double RL is a loss leader. Double RL makes no money. It's just it's just Ralph's passion project. Yeah, it's where he gets to put out the stuff that he wants to make at mm-hmm. a, a, at a significant increase in quality. So, yeah. Um, end of rant. End of spiel. <laughs> for the for those asking about Bonobos and Everlane, I, just to just to you know TLDR, they're fine if they have something that you want and and you think the price is right, they're worth checking out. But they are at stages where it it will be unsurprising to find that the quality is lacking. Mm. And for, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I'd it be interested to hear uh, how the suit, the bonobo suits, are these days because they yeah. used to be pretty good, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, I've got I've got a bonobo t- uh, tux and a bonobo suit, and I I I, I think very highly of both. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see one that's purchased now. Now. Yeah, it would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, next time I'm walking around in a, uh, a shopping district and I walk by a bonobo, so I'll have to go in there and feel around on some pieces. Mm. But bon- bonobos is one where, like, it, it, I loved the tailoring. I loved the suiting that I have, but I was never a fan of the shirting. Always thought the shirting was, was kind of inferior quality. I don't have any They started as a pants brand, right? Yeah. So it was like shirts was something that they added on. Pants is what they did best. The suiting was great. You know, so... If any of you guys have recent experience with them, feel free to report report in on the uh, on the Discord. Or send us a DM. Um, yeah, Bonobos. Have, if what's their? They had a really interesting shipping policy. The Ninja would send you like the Bonobos Ninja. Was it like really quick or something? And they had, yeah, so they the returns really easily. The original model was that you would go into one of their guide shops. Yeah. Pick what you wanted. They had stuff in the same style for you to try on so you could get your size right. Uh-huh. And then they would ship it to you for free with like two-day shipping. Yeah. that's It was quick. Real yeah, quick. Yeah. It was very quick. Yeah. I wonder if they still do that. Surely. Walmart's got the resources to- Maybe. Yeah. You'd think that they could pack that all up in with, mm-hmm. with their their kind of endeavor to compete with Amazon. Um. Hey, speaking of Discord, which is where people are talking about like Seinfeld is inspiration and people have asked all sorts of questions and we're talking about shoes and we're talking about watches. Um, and wine. Can, and wine. You can come uh, check out – we just added a grooming channel 
as well. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Hawthorne and Hawthorne, lumen, lumened yeah. up today, baby. Um, but yeah, we, we, we talk about all sorts of stuff. You can grab that link if you go follow us on patreon.com slash club cool. And if you would like to get our hot, fresh editorial, which by the time this podcast is out, should be up and, and ready to go, uh, become a patron. It's $2 a month. Patreon.com slash club cool. Great way to support this podcast. Another great way to support the podcast, of course, is to go check out Headspace, the Headspace app, headspace.com slash club cool. Final segment for today. I just wanted to, uh, really, I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that Seinfeld, especially, but in Friends to, to another degree, are really making waves as like, you know, sources of style inspiration. And it makes total sense, but it's it's interesting because these shows, which were which were at their height in the in the mid to late nineties, um, ha- have really been relics style wise for the last fifteen years or so, fifteen to twenty years. Uh, and now, now that nineties like dominates the kind of the the trends and the look that our general look, it's the first time that the nineties have come back around, and the early two thousands are starting to as well. Now we look back on these shows and we're seeing we're seeing them in a new light. We're seeing them in that like retro vintage, oh man, this was so cool kind of light. And like you see a guy like Jerry in straight leg stonewashed jeans paired with all sorts of crazy Nikes. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing right about now. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's, it, again, like to, to relate it to, to what I was kind of talking about on, on Instagram last night. Some stuff carries over, like the jeans and the shoes. St- some stuff absolutely does not. And so you look at like his, you look at the cut of his shirts and how yeah. they like balloon out of and like the, the Levi's and the billowy, billowy sleeves. And it's like that piece of it just didn't didn't come along for the ride, <laughs> essentially. And it's re- it's just always really interesting to see kind of like what pieces are pulled back, what what uh, what work. Oh, the the putty eight ball leather jacket. I know I've seen this. <laughs> And some Stussy Supreme, yeah, definitely one of those brands has has yeah. riffed on that, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it's just it's it's uh, especially for like a younger generation that w- that you know it, it, it'd be more like they didn't necessarily grow up in the nineties. They they didn't they didn't have like the the kind of the, that as their as their base knowledge of of fashion and style. So basically for the for the for the Gen Zers out there, where this is kind of like coming around into their collective conscious for the first time, be more like it'd be more like early '80s, late '70s stuff coming around for the first time for us, yeah. And us looking back on like uh, Starsky and Hutch or something like that, and being like, "Oh, damn! Like that's tight. Like look at those, you know, those Chelsea boots or that leather jacket or something like that." Um, and so it's been kind of fun to watch uh, guys and girls a little bit younger than us pick up on on stuff that they see and like from the show um because they're 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 kind of the ones most in tune probably with with the with the most current trends and so they they might see stuff that that we don't necessarily see uh i've been watching a lot of friends recently Mm -hmm. it's constantly rerunning on nickelodeon nick at night so like it's kind of become the throw on cooking eating show uh very, very much enjoying it by the way. I always knew you watched a lot of Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, you that's where it? I watch my NFL Yeah, now. you're watching NFL games? Yeah. I, I'm in on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit about that on, on OCC and about how like how great it was. Do basically. they have commentators like like Nickelodeon they, they comment- do, Uh Yeah, yeah. They're, they're explaining the stuff for the kids. 
on there. I, all right. I'm watching the playoffs on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it again. What? They should. They absolutely should. They should do at, at the very – how about the Nickelodeon Super Bowl? That sounds great. Are they doing that? I don't know. They should. Oh, my God. With like an alternate uh, halftime show? <laughs> <laughs> it's all just people getting slimed. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Agro Crag. Yes. That yeah. should be on there. They bring out the the mountain to the center. Yes. Have somebody climbing it. Beautiful. Yeah. A lot of slime. Guts. Guts. Um Randy, did you watch Guts? Too young for that. Yeah, so uh, uh the style on Friends has been I've been more I've actually been more focused on the women's stuff than the men's. Nineties trends are are hotter for women than they are for men, just as a whole. Like plenty of nineties stuff is back for dudes too. But the 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 women's outfits are are far more like you could take whole cloth, put it on somebody now, and they look on trend or very close to it. The dude stuff is like you take one or two things, but again, we we'll go back to the cut of the shirts. Yeah, there big. are some wildly like Chandler that looks like it's four times, yeah. like four <laughs> sizes too big. <laughs> so that stuff is a little weird, but um, but I, I did notice once you get in the late nineties, there's some better stuff. Ross and leather pants. You know that episode? <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. He he accidentally like pastes them on. It's great, great episode. Um, but the women's stuff, especially, all feels kind of very current. And with modern shows, like once I was kind of in tune to this stuff and working at Barney's and and watching shows like 30 Rock or Parks and Rec, I could pick out the pieces, a lot of them. I'd be like, oh, that's ALC. Like, oh, that's uh, Joie. You know, like, so you could kind of, you knew kind of that wardrobe was shopping contemporary lines. They were shopping at Barney's and Nordstrom and mm. and, and smaller des- popular designers and that type of thing. A more, a more current show, an even more current show. Is this one on NBC called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which Laura has been has watched a few episodes of, and I have um, secretly enjoyed as well. <laughs> uh, and it's another one. It's like it's set in a modern setting. It's like people working in a in a like a for a tech company in San Francisco, I want to say. And maybe it's New York, doesn't matter. But like you know, very very modern. You can see like I'm like, oh, that's a rag and bone blazer. Like you you just know. That they that wardrobe is including contemporary brands mm-hmm. in this, and so I got to think that they were doing this on Friends, especially as well. The wardrobe was shopping at like I don't know Bloomingdale's or something. I just love to know. I really I wish that there was uh, and Saks Saks yeah, but I wish that there was something dedicated to like yeah. going through all of the old outfits and being like, oh, this was this t shirt was this, these pants were this, and whether it was like. It could have been anything. It could have been Delia's, like a mail order catalog that was hot in the '90s, or it might have been a contemporary line that doesn't exist anymore. That's from gotta be out there or... on the internet. I don't. I don't know. I, I've not found anything like that. Huh. If you know of anything like that, please, please DM yeah. us at Club Cool Pod I'd on, love to on know. the gram. But that's that's been a lot of what I'm thinking about. Kind of rewatching the the show is like, man, I just I wish I knew where they were where they picked up a lot of this stuff for for guys and the girls. The news <laughs> this is way off. <laughs> Local news always at the end of the broadcast will tell you where the wardrobe came from. And uh-huh. it's always where do you think I'm gonna say? Joseph A. Banks. LL Bean. LL Bean. LL Bean. What is it? Are they they all have LL Bean shoes on? Or socks? They always credit LL Bean. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Huh. 
I have to look into that. Maybe it's like for their, for the, uh, the field reporters. Ah, Maybe the field reporters yeah. have like have like outerwear. Not all of them. L.O. Bean boots. Yeah. Thermals. I don't. It's not yeah. cold here. I don't know, man. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up on any? Where? 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 The suits. Josephine Banks. Um. No. I always see L.O. Bean in this. L.O. Bean. Then it just. I don't think L.O. Bean's up there for a half making second. making suits. <laughs> They should. <laughs> All weather suiting. Yeah, there there are sites for the more current shows mm-hmm. that document like, oh, this dress is from where it's like a shop the look type of thing. And there's even one, I can't remember what it's called, but it'll be like it'll even let you know if they if if what it's listing is like an exact match, like yeah. this is the piece, or if it's like similar. Yeah. Grail does that ever so often with big fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I guess maybe I need to do a little bit more research to see if this exists for, for friends in Seinfeld. I don't know. Any other, any friends or Seinfeld looks stick out to you other than, than Putty's eight ball jacket? <laughs> well, always the, the pirate. The puffy shirt? The puffy shirt. Yes. But, um. Who do you think is Elaine more... had some good stuff. Elaine on. had great stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, who do you think is the most, is like. The biggest style icon from the guys at the, for, the, for the current moment is it Kramer, Kramer, Jerry, or George? Kramer. I mean, that one of those sites we just looked at, the one that, that I was talking about with the foreign currency. Mm-hmm. That's Kramer. The Danish crones. The <laughs> the short short uh, tops that button all the very way cropped, down. Very, very cropped, cropped with very vintage. Yeah, yeah. With some jeans or some polyester. He some, had yeah. tons of polyester, big collars. Yes. Yeah. Kramer was on trend. Yeah. I think I think you're probably right. I think pound for pound, like pulling the outfit into modern times from Seinfeld, Kramer probably has the mo- has the most the yeah. the most on trend fits. He had like some black and white check, like checkerboard stuff mm-hmm. ever so often. Um, George is very is like very normcore, very big normcore guy. <laughs> he George is like wearing some LL Bean outerwear and <laughs> Gore Tex and some New Balance. Yeah, yeah Gore Tex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new balance so jerry those white new balance those never really crossed in they they got left behind jerry, jerry almost exclusively wears nikes nikes okay yeah those still those dad those were dad shoes to another level his the all whites yeah the all whites yeah yeah but certainly but he he, he uh, over the years he wore like i think he's been in um the the uh the Agassiz, like the tech, the tech challenge. You know what's really disappointing is watching him on comedians and cars getting coffee. He wears Nike shocks. Ugh. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the the thing is, they each kind of have their 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 lane. Look at Kramer right here in the green shirt. Yeah, that correlates to today. Like Jerry is your most street is is your most streetwear savvy with, <laughs> with the Levi's and the Nikes. Um, George got your normcore going on, and then Kramer is like your more eclectic, like like fat, like fashion guy, right? And with lots of vintage. Um, let's see. Here's this one. There's the brown suede jacket that Jerry gets. It's pretty hot. Yeah, that he, that he ruins uh-huh. in the rain. Yeah. So yeah, a lot there of great, a lot of great style moments. This one, Seinfeld is has not been getting rerun. As often as right. it was when we were growing up. Yeah, it's more the office now. It's more it, the office is everywhere. That has definitely supplanted it. And then Nickelodeon is like all friends all the time. 
Um, but I believe that Seinfeld is all, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a, ch- I'm a child of the times, right? Like I like, I like putting these reruns on, on, on right. the channel. Don't have to search so for I it. So I don't have to search for exactly. it. And then it just plays yes. and I get the droll of yes. commercials as well. Let it play. And I just like that. Yeah. And so I, even though I know this might be available on Hulu, it's just, it's not the same going to like, oh, what episode should I should pick? No, nah, I just want, just nah, keep I don't it for me pick. randomly. Yeah. That's another thing. Somebody said either on a podcast or something about how Netflix should have a random. Oh, absolutely. Was I that cannot... you? I may have brought that up, but I didn't come up with that idea. Why don't they have that? But I, it's shocking that they have not implemented you that. You pick a show, you pick a season, and then hit random. Yes. Yeah. Or even not a season. How about yeah. just a show? Right. Random. Randy. Um, you can come up with something like that. Yeah. Randy's silent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know who Seinfeld is a, is a muse for? Bodie. Kramer. Yeah, Kramer. That's yeah. Uh, Kramer. That's what I meant. Yes. Kramer is a he's a Bodie muse. Mm-hmm. He'd look great in this in that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's a precursor to the North Face Nupsy jacket. <laughs> all right, man. We can wrap it up there. That's about all the time that we have for today. Thank you to today's sponsor, Headspace. Please go check out the app. Uh, you can get that free month at headspace.com slash club cool. You can support the podcast by following us on Instagram at club cool pod or hitting us up patreon.com slash club cool. We have a new editorial, our best stuff of the month out today. Obviously, uh, we'll refresh that discord link for you here at some point soon. And uh, yeah, hit us up. Questions, comments, thoughts going into 2021. We're here. We're ready for it. Um, and hopefully we'll have some some news about some guests coming up soon as well that I'm looking forward to. Phil, any closing closing thoughts for us today? Did you put out the hotline? Um did what do you mean? Did I put it out? Did you already give the number out? I, I haven't given it out. I haven't given it out. Give it out. I'll <laughs> give it out. It's uh it's eight three three club coup. Coup. Not cool. <laughs> coup. Coup. Call I mean, us. you can add the L on there. That's the thing about phone numbers. You they'll let you go and as many digits as you want yeah, and it'll work. just dial the first seven. But if you just want to, if you don't want that extracurricular number on there, that extraneous digit, the unnecessary one, then it's eight three three Club Coup. Call, call us. Call now. There are there are some hotlines, uh, or there are some hotline calls in the in the bank right now. Okay, all right. Um, but I but we we'd love to have more. We'd love to hear from you. Can never have too many. Can never have too many. That will wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in and listening, and uh, we will be back next week. See you.